0: hey yeah, i did it i'm so proud of myself right now because loop is not here with us and kevin's not here with us and those are usually the two that like do all this stuff behind the scenes and i click the right buttons and we're here at least i think we're here i mean i see you guys and hopefully people see us so i, I think we're okay so you crushed it yes yeah. i clicked Even without, the
1: buttons without you're the new you're the new head of the tech team dude <laughs>
0: Congratulations! <laughs> yes, I'm gonna start applying for IT jobs now. I got it. We're good. <laughs> but right. welcome back to everybody to the Fantasy Bestie show here on the Rasbol YouTube channel. Thank you to Rasbol as always for hosting us here on the YouTube page. And you can also find the audio of this show over on the Rasbol.com page after the show. Definitely check out the Rasbol YouTube channel. You can check it out for the live start sit show every Sunday. Usually goes from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern before the games kick off. I'm JB Barry at Fantasy Coach JB. You can find my written work over on Raz And with me, as always, I got two of my four besties. I got Coop at Coupe Fiasco on Twitter. And we got Linda at Lindellian's over on Twitter. Linda had a busy week this week. I heard her on the Fantasy Serious XM Fantasy channel. I saw you got mentioned in something today. Linda, what was that? I saw somebody tell you that your tweet made it onto like a,
2: a TV show, no? Um, part of my take uh, happened to be the tweet where I was threatening to fist fight Zach Taylor. So that's good. My violence was just um, oh, dude. out. Of, yeah. Linda,
1: on, she's on the radio. She's on the TV. She's on your Twitter streams. You can't miss her, dude. She's everywhere. Mostly she's there. There. I even gave you a shout out. On Sunday morning, some dude asked me about kickers. I was like, look, I don't know what to tell you, but I know somebody who does. Linda.
0: <laughs> she is omnipresent that. and omnipotent. And everybody just kind of like Linda, you you are the kicker guru. I mean, like anybody asks anything about kickers. I did it too. I mean, I do it in tweets. Even if I'm scrolling and I see somebody ask somebody else about kickers and they're like, bro, I don't know anything about kickers. I'm like, tag, Linda, ask Linda.
2: <laughs> it's because I'm the most annoying one. No, That's like, exactly that's, why. That's what happened. Just louder.
1: <laughs> And the best.
0: Oh, man. Well, Coop, I know you got a big day ahead of you because your team is playing tonight. But so far, the boys. before they play, and I know that Toronto Dave is here and he's ready for it because Judon about to be a gremlin on Monday Night Football, he said. <laughs> Everybody loves Judon. How could you not love Judon? And, yes, Linda does kick ass, Toronto Dave. I see what you did there. But, Coop. Since your team didn't play yet, start us off with your first down. What was your favorite thing that you saw this week so far?
1: Come on, JB, you already know. You already know <laughs> what it is, dude. I see you wearing the Jaguars jersey. It's not a number seventeen. I know oh. that's a, a kicker jersey you're wearing. But that's
0: right, Patter my season, boy.
1: It's it was finally time. I honestly, I thought about just deleting my Twitter and walking off into the sunset, dude. We had, we had accomplished everything that we've come to accomplish. We we set out to do. Uh, Evan Ingram and I, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot. Um, A lot of people said we couldn't do it. Scott Frankel was very mean to me on Twitter for a very long time. (laughs) But we did it. A, A week so big that he transcended the tight end one tier all the way up to a top five tight end in fantasy football. Imagine that. Imagine that. Isn't right, that's something. Maybe more of a best ball season so far. Some are saying, <laughs> right? <laughs> some are saying, some are saying that every you tight know? end
2: is just a, a best ball. Every single one, some,
1: except for the one. You know, yeah, Evan Ingram. You know, held back by a hurricane game versus Eagles had a bit of a back injury. Right, that's what the people. That's what everyone. That's what the real diehards are. They know. They know in their heart that it, most games would have looked like this one had it not been for that adversity. Right, Linda. this is this is probably closer to the norm Mm. than what we've seen so far but i'm just saying it came at the right time a lot of people that plugged them in made their fantasy playoffs now they're definitely going to be disappointed at some point by ingram during the fantasy playoffs but we have this week we have this week forever and it can never be taken away from us so god bless thank you everyone that was that was me uh signing off for the last time coop
0: Coop, should i should i should i boot him out of here 'Cause Dustin does not agree with you. Omega. <laughs> if you're gonna
1: be rude, at least at least have proper spelling, Enon Emgram Enon socks.
0: Yeah, I mean Evan's brother Enon is not very good at football, yeah. I guess, because he didn't make it, but Linda. He's a
1: he's a star, Dustin. He's a super mega star.
0: <laughs> I like this one from Dave, Coop W. Fiasco. That's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> I, I wanted to start with you, Coop, because not only am I wearing my Riley Patterson Jaguars jersey, but I knew you were going to come in and you had a sunset to ride on for Evan Ingram, finally. And I wanted you to be able to get that out on the air for everybody.
1: Our king, dude. And now our, our, second, our second brother, Hunter Henry, is going to do it tonight. You know, yes, I know Linda, me, yes. you're on board. You're on board with the hunter hand dog game, right?
2: I almost benched Evan Ingram for me, but <sighs> I decided not to. <sighs> and it won me a matchup for sure. Nice. Uh, there's I a,
1: a uh, there's an Evan Ingram victory lapper in the chat right there. JV Cho knows he knew he knew Cho he, knows. He, he, he always believed there were some believers. Jacob Sanderson believed got a shout out. My, I, it's like. The Engram crew is getting smaller and smaller, right? Dave Kluge. Dave Kluge, shout out, dude. Always believes. Uh, You know, a lot of haters. Haters are probably a little too many to count at this point. But, uh, you know, we still are a tight crew, dude. We got it done.
0: Hey, and, and this is the week, man. This is the week. So ride out on it, and hopefully he continues. Like you said, he's tight end five right now. So. I mean, hey, that goes to tell you a little bit about that position. I know Linda kind of said that too. I mean, that's that's just what tight end is. It's all best ball at this point. But Linda, what was the favorite thing that you if, saw this week so far?
1: If things keep going this way with Ingram, I might win a a free entry into the Scott Fishbowl on underdog. Ooh, like,
2: ooh, 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 <laughs> look out now. Look out now. now, now cruising. cruising a lot on the line. Yeah, I'm <laughs>
1: losing in I'm losing in a, like all my all my actual ones, but I I was like, Oh, I'll do the five dollar Scott Fish charity team's a wagon in that one. I'm just gonna de- I'm gonna keep it. I'm just gonna deprive somebody out there. If I win, I'm just gonna be like, no, I'm depriving someone else of the opportunity to play. Be- so I think it's an even bigger win.
0: Oh
2: man, you're the worst. Linda, you're the best. Tell us what you liked about this week. <laughs> uh well, it wasn't Zach Taylor lying about T. Higgins. I'll tell you that much. And there's all these people who are like, oh, he tweaked it pregame. Well, then Zach Taylor shouldn't have come out and said it was a coach's decision to leave him off the injury report even though he wasn't fully healthy they had no intention of playing him he snuck onto the field he wasn't even supposed to be out there it's i know they don't give a shit about fantasy football i get it but god it ruined my like i napped sunday afternoon i was like i don't even want to watch um i had to google who played tonight because i i forgot i just blacked out this whole week it was not good how was the chili though how was the chili because you made some chili I haven't tonight yeah i got it whipped up made a bowl and then it came in here so it smells there you go you got to start somewhere but yeah that t higgins thing was frustrating for a lot of
0: people i mean i know i thought he was gonna have a big week i expected him to have a big week i mean the matchup was there for him and then all of a sudden he's standing on the sideline i was like dude i thought you were good to go what the hell did what we get make? gaslighted Coop?
1: We got smoked, man. Do you think you think that, you know, 1130 or whatever time, you know, the uh, was that a one o'clock game? The Bengals game? Yeah. You think at 1130, you know, you get that information and and you're going to be set. But then you get rug pulled, man. You get rug pulled by the man. So frustrating.
0: So frustrating. And instead of me, like, telling you guys my first down this week. I'm going to wrap my first down for you this week, guys, because I wrote so and this is where this started. This is where my mind went. OK, so oh boy, every week on the Sirius XM Fantasy Channel, they do voicemails. Right. And Jeff Radcliffe, I listen to in the morning, he goes over the voicemails and he plays them. And he always asks for people to do parody songs. So people call in and they do parody songs of, you know, we didn't start the fire and whatever else with like fantasy football. And like what happened that week to them. Right. So I was listening this morning and somebody came in and did a TLC Waterfalls parody song and cut off right at the rap verse. So Jeff Ratcliffe was like, oh, man, I was waiting for you to get into the breakdown of it. Right. So here's where I go. All right. I'm going to come up with the breakdown of it. Right. So like I was going to call in and do it. and I was like, no, we have a show tonight. I'm going to do it on Fantasy Vesties tonight. So here is my rap verse, parody, week 14, fantasy football recap, Waterfalls parody rap, whatever you want to call it. okay that's a long title, but here it is. Ready? I seen Evan Ingram yesterday, but too many stars have come and gone, leaving our squads with what just one guy giving back. And his name is Christian McCaffrey. Watch Delvin Cook fade away, hoping for some Nick Chubb better days. And Justin Jeff is the truth, but his team came unglued. A sharp ones knew they would lose because Goff's offense has improved. Big blue is unconventional. Isaiah Hodgins scores through the sky. Saquon makes you cry. Our only bleeding hope is hoping that we can cope with such an enduring pain. That is this fantasy football game. Who's to blame for Huntley out in the Mark Andrews game? What a shame. Three QBs down with trauma to the brain. You claim it's insane. Fighting for playoffs with fallen players down. I bet you're blaming other people for your own squad. Dreams of fantasy trophies and hopes are coming true. Good luck in the playoffs. May all your squads come through for you.
1: Bro, that was actually kind of dope. I was ready to be like, I was ready, I was ready to, to just trash whatever you're gonna do, but that was actually kind of tight. <laughs> JB left eye berry, yo, oh, bars, man. dude. Yeah, for real, I'm vibing AF right now. That Shout was out. tight, bro. That was pretty tight. You gotta send that to Jeff Radcliffe, dude. He, he'll appreciate that. He'll appreciate well, you stepping up. That's I'm not even the have... first time you've sung a song for his. not you, you didn't you do a show a song for a show before? I did. I...
0: I did. I called him last year, actually, and did a "We didn't start the fire" on on that show. So, and that was an easy one because it was na 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 na. This was like I had to like speed it up a little bit. So, I'm glad I was able to get that all out. I'm glad I got that off that chest. I'm gonna give it to Bobby too. I'm gonna give Bobby the clip. Mm. I'm gonna tell him to blast it on the Rasbol pages, and then I'll tag Ratcliffe
2: in the tweets and let him know right. what's up. <laughs> Linda, <laughs> Linda,
1: you got the mic. You got it. You got a rebuttal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I'm not rat-battling JB. Whoa,
1: <laughs> whoa. You're just going to let JB serve you like that,
2: dude? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> all
0: right, so we'll go from my spitzies to the running back splitsies that we got going on, right? Because we got some confusing backfields right now, yeah. and we're going into fantasy playoffs. People need to know who to put in their starting lineups, and there's some really confusing plays where it's like, all right, I don't know if I could start either one of these guys and if i do which one can i start because not every backfield is going to be like dallas was this week right dallas this week against houston start them both they'll put up 60 fantasy points or i think like literally they put up 40 fantasy points if you played both of them in your DraftKings lineup but what about carolina who is now showing a commitment to the run they have deonta foreman and chuba hubbard your guy linda mm. Now, Foreman outcarried Hubbard 21 to 14, but they both had 74 yards this week. Hubbard had the touchdown. I mean, it looked like it was Foreman's backfield, but Hubbard outperformed him. Is this getting closer than we'd like to admit? Can you trust either one and which one, Coop?
1: It's still Dante Foreman. Sorry, Linda. But, you know, it, it for me, it boils down to snaps, it boils down to touches. So when I look at it and see, um, when I look at it and see uh Foreman come out and play, what was it? Um, 47% of the snaps Chuba only gets 32. Like I, you have to lean into that until it's at least even, or if one guy is getting the pass work, even if it's less snaps, sometimes you can lean into that guy. Like a jerk McKinnon obviously showed us this week, why he's an interesting player, right? Like, Uh, what we used to get from guys like James White and Kareem Hunt, where they just played enough pass work you could rely on them. But, like, it's not like that right now, despite Dante Foreman actually quietly being one of the worst pass-blocking RBs in the league this year. Like, he is graded out. Out of 100, PFF has him at, like, 11. 11 11 out of 100. I don't need to explain how bad that is, right? So, like, that's Chuba's path to relevancy, but he just hasn't capitalized on it yet. So I'm still going Foreman for the time being.
2: Yeah, I know it's your guy, Linda, but you probably agree, right? I agree on Foreman. I think in ter- like this week, I had no problem playing Tuba because Seattle's run defense is not good. So Tuba was the guy that I pivoted to in the leagues that I had bye weeks and injuries to running backs and all the issues that keep you from filling. It may have been one touchdown that that really gave him most of the points, but it was a touchdown that was I was okay with. Like I said, that Seattle defense is, is pretty putrid against the run, so. I feel confident this week. Going forward, though, it's, it's Foreman.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with you guys. I do think that, you know, like you said, snaps tell the story. You want the guy who's in there more. You want the guy who's playing more with more opportunities to touch the ball and score points. But in the New York Jets backfield, guys, they kind of shared the amount of snaps that they played. Michael Carter came back. We thought he was going to assume the lead back role again. But we knew Bam Knight wasn't going away after what he did the previous couple of weeks. Carter played three more snaps tonight. They seem to be carving out roles, you know, in the offense. Linda, which one of those do you prefer and can you trust either?
2: Mm, I don't know that I'm thrilled about either Jets running back. Um, you know, I guess if if it comes one or the other, I'd probably start Mike White. But uh or not Mike White, Jesus. You know <laughs> who the hell I'm, Michael Carter. Uh but I'm not thrilled to star either one. I feel I feel very meh about both.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Coop. Do you agree with Toronto Dave here that Bam Knight is dope city?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he kind of he kind of is, dude. Also, I didn't realize I didn't realize Chuba was from Canada, dude. Is he like Josh Palmer from the Toronto area? Or what, what part of Canada is he from?
0: Good question. Yeah, Let's see if yeah. Toronto now, Dave knows he should.
1: I I will say that, you know, Linda mentioned that she doesn't want any part of these Jets, these Jets running backs, which, you know, it kind of it stinks that they lost Mekhi back Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker. But they do have a favorable schedule. They have Seattle on the schedule, which is letting up the second most yards uh, in the run game. They have Detroit, who's like 26th in, you know, run defense. So they do have some good games it's just it's so hard to trust a running back on a team like this when it's split down the middle but i don't know bam looks good he just looks awesome right
0: yeah and it looks like he's the power runner and michael carter did uh, operate kind of in a pass-catching capacity yesterday. So they might play those roles where they can have defined roles where you could say, okay, if this is a game I expect the Jets to be playing from behind, then I'll roll with Michael Carter and hope that he catches passes in a PPR, where if they could be playing from ahead, then I'll go with Knight and think that they'll be running the ball more. So that's kind yeah. of how I'd play that backfield at this point.
1: Michael Carter ran 28 routes. uh of a only ran 15. But you know me, I'm such a big eye test guy. I just can't, you know, I see a, a couple good runs. Noted film, not, guy. Noted, film <laughs> noted film buff. <laughs> Andrew Cooper. Yeah, I just, you know, it's, it's the eye test, you know.
0: There you go. Well, James Cook passed the eye test last week, and everyone got really excited to put him in their lineups this week. He was, oh, what a value on DFS. I was one of those fools. Um, but... Devin Singletary didn't go away. Singletary played 50% of the snaps. Cook played 41% of the snaps. What do we do in this Buffalo backfield? I know it was a little bit of a mess yesterday with it being a snow game and being a little bit of a sloppy game. What do we do with that backfield, Cook?
1: I mean, you should ask me, bro. I had boots on the ground at that Patriots-Bills game last week. I could have told you that Devin Singletary got nicked up in the second quarter, left in a little bit. I could have told you that. uh, The Patriots are running kind of a bend-don't-break Defense, which is why James Cook was able to catch six passes all within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, all between the 20 yard lines. But you didn't ask me. So shame. Either have. way, you know, the thing is the split is more pronounced than it was before, right? Before Singletary was getting every snap. Now James Cook is mixing in. But anytime, like I look at like it like kind of like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon before Aaron Jones got hurt. Uh Aaron Jones was getting more work in the run game. And more work in the pass game, which to me, for me to start a guy, the offense either needs to just be gangbusters for me to just be like, I'm starting both of them no matter what, or I need to see the guy carve out a role. He needs to get more pass plays or more run plays. In this case, Devin Singletary ran more routes. He got more carries. So for the time being, James Cook's still on the back burner for me. Until they t- until they finally sit there and say, this guy is better in the pass game. He's going to get more pass snaps, at which point I'll then consider him.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. You got to see that, right, Linda? Yeah, no notes. No notes. No notes. No Joe Mixon either, Linda. This is a tough one for us because, I mean, I know Coop and I were on the Mixon train. You're not a Mixon person. So what do we do here with Joe Mixon and P. Ryan? Because we thought, oh, Mixon's back. It's his backfield again. But Mixon played 59% of the snaps and P Ryan was still involved and still scoring touchdowns. So, what do you do there, Linda?
1: Not a Mixon person is putting it very lightly for <laughs> our <laughs> Like that is that is kind of sugarcoating the uh, her her previous stance on Mixon. But I won't speak for Linda here.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. then P Ryan looked good in the two games that Mixon missed. Uh, but I think as long as Mixon is playing, he's probably going to lead that backfield. He's still coming off. You know, you're getting reacclimated to going full speed after missing two games with, uh, I think it was a concussion protocol, right? So, to to kind of get reacclimated to that full speed and uh, by grown men, maybe he didn't uh, play as much when he came back, but I think ultimately it'll be uh, Joe Mixon backfield, and and sure, P Ryan will have some splash plays, but I don't think you start P Ryan in the hopes that like like he's gonna be a touchdown dependent. I need that one big play from the start. Whereas Joe Mixon, I think we'll get his volume back.
0: So you would start Joe Mixon.
2: No, (laughs) if I ever rostered him. Yes. Yes, yes,
1: exactly. And yeah. And the thing with Linda, like she does make a good, she does make some good points on Joe Mixon in that, like when he is bad, he is so bad and it is so very frustrating. Like he is one of the few guys that's capable of running for having just a game where he runs for one yard a carry on like 20 carries, right? Or like two yards a carry like this guy when he's bad, he's brutally bad. It feels like he doesn't he doesn't create for himself the way some other guys do. Like when you have Austin Eckler and you can't run, he's out there catching balls. He's running real routes, wheel routes like the targets mixing gets. Not quite the same. Even when he gets nine targets, right? It's, what is it? He gets like 30 yards. You know what I mean? It's just not the same caliber of player in the past game to escape that. So I can see the problems. It's just there's only so many guys in the league that are getting 14, 15, 20 carries. So, yeah. Barbie, what's up, baby? Go Pats. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, just like you got to start them on the volume, but just know it's it can be ugly at any given time.
0: Yeah, and Piran's kind of earned himself the ability to stay involved. You know, yes, Mixon's gonna have more volume, and Mixon's gonna be the guy. But talking Zach go Taylor in.
2: to make a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Can't you, dude. It's like
1: they must love Samaje Piran, considering he legit like blew the Super Bowl last year, and they still like him. You know what I mean? Like he came out at the end of that. Uh, I know. Zach Taylor took credit for leaving him in there when he probably shouldn't have, but I mean, the guy definitely shouldn't definitely should not have. Right. And so they like him. They like him over there.
0: They do. They do. And fantasy managers love the Dallas backfield guys. Cause like I said, coming into this, Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott combined for three touchdowns this week, obviously it was a cake matchup, but for a running back duo to put up 40 fantasy points in the same game, I mean, that's that's cake. I mean, going into the playoffs now, going into your fantasy playoffs, I would feel confident starting both of them any single week because P- Pollard's getting the, the volume and getting, you know, the big plays. Zeke's operating kind of as a goal linebacker, even though we saw Pollard in the red zone, but they're scoring touchdowns and they're both scoring touchdowns. And the 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 kind of snap share is, is pretty split. I mean, Pollard I think played 6 more snaps than Zeke did yesterday so I'm confident playing both of these guys. What about you guys?
1: Yeah, and this is the difference. This is the difference between you look at the Packers where you talked about where that team legit only has as a team five carries from inside the 5-yard line, right? So if AJ Dillon gets four of those and Aaron Jones gets one, then we, you know, we look at it, we look at it we say, "Oh, goal line back? Who cares?" You know what I mean? Like it's not doing anything for me, but if you look at a team like the Cowboys, where Zeke can get twelve carries inside the five and score seven touchdowns, or like Jamal Williams, even like Jamal Williams just has a touchdown score, he leads the league in carries from inside the five. He has eleven touchdowns from inside the five, so you can still count on that. That's a difference maker for me. So as long as the Cowboys are going to be awesome, start them both. If as long as the Lions' offense is going to be good, start both those guys. But if uh, you know they're going to, if it's a bad team like the Jets. You can't start bold. Yeah. Sometimes it's that easy. <laughs> start good players yeah. on good teams. Those teams scored touchdowns. This has been the fantasy besties.
2: <laughs> can't get you this anywhere else. You with them, Linda? Yeah. That, again, no notes. Exactly that. Dallas Cowboys are scoring an insane amount of points right now. You said it was a cake matchup. I realize you're speaking specifically to the running back matchup against Houston, but yeah. they win by 16 and a half. What the hell happened?
0: I don't know. The defense just let off. The defense came in snoozing. They figured they didn't have to play, and they had to play.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Great game. I love when that shit happens.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know what? People forget it's the NFL, right? 16 and a half point favorites against another NFL team. They could be a one-win team. They could be starting a draft at quarterback, but they're still an NFL team, and they're going to come out there and run NFL plays and probably score a couple NFL touchdowns, so got to still come with your a game we do have a question blurpy i see your question i'm going to get to it in a second but Coop mentioned the detroit backfield so i want to just close this splitsies conversation with that backfield because this might be the most confusing of all because you have the andre swift you have jamal williams and you have justin jackson in there if you look at this the snap share this week Swift played 33% of the snaps Williams played 38% of the snaps and Jackson played 30% of the snaps. Like what do you do there? Cause I started Swift in a big league that I needed to win and I'm mad that I did. What do you do with that backfield? I have no idea. Cry.
2: And that's a good answer. I think I said this like two weeks ago on this show that they're uh touchdown dependent running backs at this point because it's so first of all jamal williams is is the obvious start i think in that group because he's getting the goal line work um but if you're starting swift you're counting on him breaking off for a touch and that's just not gonna happen every game and the talk that like swift was taking over that backfield last week was i don't box score watching i have no idea i don't know what made people assume that Swift was was taking over cuz he looked
0: but. healthy again. He looked like, you know, a little bit more spry and like he was getting back to his health. So if he was healthy, then it's like, okay, then maybe he takes back over that backfield. Sure. Maybe he loses a couple goal line touches cuz Jamal, you know, has established that role, but I thought he'd be the guy that gets the bulk of the work, not the one that, you know, gets 33% of the the snaps when everybody else is in the 30s too. Like,
2: yeah. The the Jackson additions <laughs> even more like what the hell but mm. i did pull off waivers last week just in he's so <laughs> i'll celebrate <laughs> that a little bit nice. nice it's just
1: crazy he got he got the ball he got a carry before swift even got the ball so jamal williams started and justin jackson got in by like the third drive just too much man it's when it split that like the problem with playoffs is you need to string three games together i guess if we get a bye week you two but like it doesn't help you if a guy is going to go off two out of three weeks or one out of three weeks. So if you can't trust him, you got to try and find guys you can trust. If you have nothing else, get him in there. But it's just like a recipe for disaster. You can't have guys scoring like two points in fantasy playoffs. You'll be you'll, you're toast.
0: I know. And I really thought that he was going to have a good game. And I, I said, all right, you know, like I said, he was looking healthy again. I'm going to put him in. This is a must win matchup. You know, he's, he's one of the guys that I drafted to get me to this playoff spot. So I went into it, like, you know, I'm going to have him. And I was just like, have
1: you ever had a dreams that,
2: that you, um, you had, you'll, you, you could, you'll do,
1: you, you want, you, you could do so you, you do, you could, you, you want, you want, him to do you so much you could do anything, and then he mem- let me down. That <laughs> meme is so classic, bro. I'll never forget that. Yeah, favorite. yeah, Jordan Jordan Loop from this podcast couldn't be here tonight. He I, he had the all time best use of that meme, dude. When he was like me trying to explain why I still like James Connor, and then James Connor had a monster season. But like for real, like Loop was like, I just still like him, dude. He scored like fifteen touchdowns. <laughs> i was just like perfect. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Yeah. yeah, Scamper's Coop always big time and everybody, bro. Coop's Coop's always big time and you know Coop's in the playoffs. Coop's like, yeah, you know me. Scamper's. Yeah. I'm mad you were late today because you missed my rap. And Drew, I see you here now. Like, you guys need to go back and watch my rap in the beginning of this show because I'm pretty proud of it. Gotcha. Either- it was
1: actually good. It was it was oddly good. It was tr- very strangely good. <laughs>
0: all right we do have a question here from blurpy who did come in with his go pat so i know coop you want to answer this question for him he's asking who should i start at flex next week etn or zonovan so if you're looking at the matchups looking at the health who would you start here Coop?
1: honestly this one the matchups don't even matter to me to the degree that even more than matchups even more than you know Uh, role in the offense is just overall usage right the guys that play 60 70 i mean saquon's the only one that really plays 80 but like 60 70 of the snaps those are the guys that have the best opportunity and the highest upside so when i look at each week i go and look at the snaps and see travis etienne playing 40 50 snaps this week he played uh 54 snaps of 72. i want that guy in my lineup i don't care you know about at that point it goes ahead above matchup like same reason you start Najee harris every week right like there's no substitution for being on the field and getting the ball so Najee harris if he's gonna come out and uh, sorry travis Etienne, if he's gonna come out and get carries like that if he's gonna play that many snaps in my lineup for sure over zonovan knight over any of those guys
2: linda yeah i agreed the best ability is availability, and he's on the field. So, Ooh, a
1: Bill Belichick quote on the day of my You're Patriots welcome. game, Linda. Look at you, you angel. <laughs> yeah,
2: remind yourself that I had to Google who played tonight, okay? And just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then you bust out a a Belichick a, a goat coach ta- uh, quote like that, Linda. You are positively glowing right now. <laughs>
0: Blurpy, we're all in agreement there. We're going ETN over Donovan. I mean, you got the touchdown dependency with Donovan, but he's sharing the workload. ETN's out there. He's going. Drew likes it. Drew wants you to keep preaching. Drew's mad that he missed the rap, but you can go and get it. And I'm glad you're just kidding, and you're going to stick around with us, Drew, but uh, Bobby's going to post the rap on the Razzball pages, and you could find it if you go back on our YouTube page once we post this, and you can watch it. Scampers actually disagrees with you, Linda. Nope, that's Joe. Scamper's mm. thought the best ability was invincibility. That's gotta be
2: invincible. Anytime about... people are like, "I want to live forever," I'm like, "That's fucking insane." <laughs> like seventy-five, I'm good.
1: What about like laser eyes? That's dope. That's a dope ability. Um, what
2: would you do with be a dope that dope ability?
1: Dude, I would just like. I
2: don't want to fly.
1: I would just like heat I don't up. Wanna... Heat up hot chocolate with my eyes. <laughs> this time of year. <laughs> I melt all the you snow know, in my driveway. Dinner. Yeah, people have to just easily melt all the snow in my driveway and not have to shovel, you know. There like,
0: you go. That's a good idea.
1: I guess so I might I guess. like, you know, if I if I happened upon a crime, I would try and like, you know, help, but like you know, I'm just <laughs> I'm just being realistic about what I would probably do with those powers.
0: Yeah, at least you will help fun with them, right? No question. <laughs> Where we're not having fun, guys, is watching the teams in the south. And mm. I don't want to have to talk about them, but unfortunately, two of these teams are going to be playoff teams, so we have to talk about them. Like The South, the AFC South, and the NFC South are both living up to the title Dirty South. Like These teams and these divisions are just dirty and ugly and hard to watch, and unfortunately, I have to and cheer for them. But let's start in the AFC, because we have the seven and six Titans leading the division, who just lost to the five and eight Jaguars. And then I guess I'll mention the four, eight and one Colts, but I don't think they have a shot. So like who wins this division after seeing what the Jaguars did to the Titans? Do you think the Titans still win this division? Or do you think that the Jaguars can come back and take the division before you answer? I'll give you their schedule. Titans have the chargers. Then they got Houston. Then they got Dallas. And then they got Jacksonville. Jacksonville has Dallas then they have the Jets, then they have Houston, then they have Tennessee. What do you got, Coop?
1: Oh, you got muted. You got muted. Generally speaking, once you get to eight losses, you're dust, right? Like they, these are the only divisions where you have eight losses and it's possible for you to make yep. the playoffs, really. So, you know, it is an outlier, but the Jags really need to run the table. I think the Titans are going to be just fine. What's the uh, the Titans? Did you straddle the Titans schedule?
0: Yeah, uh, Chargers, Houston, Dallas, Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, so when once they beat the Texans, is probably it's pretty much a wrap, you know.
0: I thought that too, but once they beat the Texans, let's say they lose to the Chargers and beat the Texans, right now they're eight and seven. If they lose to Dallas and they're eight and eight, that game against Jacksonville could be between two eight and eight teams. If Jacksonville can beat Dallas and the Jets, because then they get to beat houston so like it's possible that that division comes down to that last week matchup but i don't know that jacksonville will be able to get through this dallas jets it's that's what it is get there
1: that's what it is it's like the jaguar season could end against the cowboys this week and then the titans are like a 99 percent odds of making the playoffs right
0: yeah yeah but not if evan ingram goes off again
1: unstoppable dude superhero laser (laughs)
0: lindy lindy you think the Riley Patterson led Jaguars have a chance.
2: Not led by Riley Patterson. <laughs> the, uh, I I I just think uh, Vrabel is he's hard to discount. What he does with that Titans team over the last two years, with like injuries and the skill positions being questionable, and then trading away AJ Brown and and just what he's been able to accomplish what I would consider a lack of talent on the team. I just can't ever count him out. I think they probably get it done. Although I am excited for the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are in the right, they're like headed in the right direction. Um, Who tweeted the other day? I feel like maybe it was Coop, but maybe I drew that Calvin Ridley will be a Jag next year. Like I think they're, did you tweet that? I did, because yeah. yeah. It, I was just like reminder. It's like, an existential crisis. Like I completely. Ah,
1: me forgot. too. That's why I tweeted when I remembered it. I was like, I'm gonna send a little reminder to people. It it is jarring when you, you remember. In the
2: ninth round, like the next night, because I was like, mm. I you know oh, I think yeah. Christian Kirk is great. I think Calvin Ridley will be the wide receiver one for Trevor Lawrence when that happens. Trevor Lawrence has obviously taken a step forward. I just think they're not quite ready yet this year. Dude, so, the other 11
1: people in that mock draft, when you when you drafted Calvin Ridley, they were probably all like, their mind got blown.
2: Yeah, somebody was like, you can come on the show. It was with the JWB guys, uh, JWB Dynasty. If you guys don't follow them, you should. Um, they awesome. And they were like, you can come on and talk about it. And I was like, talk about what? I got drunk Friday <laughs> night. No one told me not to. Like, that's the end of my decision making. But uh, I do think the Jaguars are are headed in the right direction. But I think the Titans got it pretty much wrapped up this year.
0: Yeah, I wish the Titans would have lost like one more game. And then it would have made it really interesting for this final stretch. Because I wanted it to come down to that last game. But I, I agree with you. Vrabel does a great job, you know, making making something out of nothing there, right? Like every year you look at that team, and you're like, oh, no way. I mean, they're not going to make it. And then they have injuries, and they're like, yeah, they're definitely not going to make it. And then they, they are in the playoffs every year. So shout out to him for that. And, you know, unfortunately for the Jaguars, it's too little, too late. And, you know, better luck next year, which probably will be better luck next year for them. But on the NFC side of things, guys, I don't even want to talk about the NFC mm. South because it's so putrid and gross. The Bucks are 6 and 7, the Panthers are 5 and 8, the Falcons are 5 and 8, and the Saints are 4 and 9. Nobody wants to win this division. Nobody looks like a playoff team that should be able to win this division. If you look at the rest of their schedules, the Bucks get Cincinnati and Arizona before finishing with Carolina and Atlanta. Panthers got Pittsburgh, Detroit, Tampa, New Orleans. Falcons got New Orleans, Baltimore, Arizona, Tampa. And then the Saints got Atlanta, Cleveland, Philly, Carolina. Like, I don't think the Saints have a chance, so I'm gonna kind of leave them out of this conversation. But out of that six and seven Bucks, and then five and eight Panthers and Falcons junk pile, what do you got, Cool?
1: So five thirty-eight, they uh do a good job of kind of calculating odds. I mean, it's not the end all, but they have the Bucks sixty-four percent chance of making the playoffs, 63% chance of making the division. I mean, the odds for all these teams are basically the playoffs are the division because it's not like they're going to get a wild card team out of here, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. uh they have the Bucks at 64%, Panthers at 33%, Falcons down at 4%. So they really aren't giving the Falcons a shot at all. Uh, huh. and then obviously the Saints are out. So, uh I I you know that surprised me a little bit, but schedule-wise they got a they got a pretty rough set, so uh, I don't really see them that happening. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really think Tom Brady makes it. And I, just a just a reminder to everybody that you know, say what you want, uh, you know, make all the jokes about this division you want, but when playoff time comes and you have a football game and the loser goes home and you're out there warming up and Tom Brady's over on the other side of the field. It's got to make you at least a little bit nervous, right? Like the, you're not it, make all the jokes you want now, but it's still Tom Brady. He can win one game at any moment, right? So, something to think about for teams.
0: I know you've watched Tom for many years, Coop. Have you? And and I know you're a big film guy and all. Have you actually like watched him these last few games? Like, because yeah. as somebody who watches every snap of these Bucks game. He looks like the Tom Brady that people were saying a couple of years ago in New Orleans was losing his arm strength and was, you know, falling off the cliff. And then he came back kind of reinvigorated, had a great couple of seasons here in Tampa. But these last few games, he's not making the throws. He's under throwing more balls than I've ever seen him in his career. Like he doesn't look like he's hitting those tight windows anymore. Like he used to, he's not on the same page as his receivers, even his demeanor not the same to me. So it doesn't look like the same Tom Brady to me and everyone who's talking about, Oh yeah, Sean Payton's going to come out next year and him and Tom Brady are going to reunite in, in New Orleans. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, if it's this yeah. Tom Brady, I'll take beating him twice a year. <laughs>
1: his, his demeanor to me is about the same. He's, Whining for just as many calls as always, you know, uh, just <laughs> getting very upset. But I mean, like, you look at his pass attempts, man, and maybe that is one of the problems with having unbridled uh, reign over this offense and being able to kind of call the plays as you want is that when you're a quarterback, you just want to chuck it. But last three games, has come out them 43 times, 54 times, 55 times. Like, your arm gets tired. Like, that's how that works. So I could see that if they can't figure out a way, To to stop that. He's got to lead the league in pass attempts, right? Like, does he? He he must. Like, if they don't figure out a way to to ease up on that, they're just going to keep looking like this. You know, you can't just go out and do that. Like, he's not. Maybe you can if you're Justin Herbert and you're, like, 20-something years old, but not when you're Tom Brady. So, I think that's a big part of it, fatigue. Yeah, he leads the league in attempts by a good amount. Justin Herbert second. He has 579. Herbert 561. Mahomes 511. No one else has over five hundred. Wow! So, so those three are over five hundred, and he's at five eighty, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's shocking.
0: That's slinging. And you can see it. You can see it. He's straining. Linda, who do you think wins this crap hole of a division?
2: Pick the Panthers. This feels like really gross to say, but based on the schedule, I think Panthers have the best chance of running the gambit. Oh. I really. Oh. I, I I think they can beat Pittsburgh. I think they can beat Detroit. Now obviously nobody wants to play Detroit right now. Panthers defense has been solid and playing very well as of late. Um, if they keep running the ball as well as they do, then I mean, you had three different running backs produce a good fantasy day for us yesterday. Uh, so if they keep doing that well, if Tampa Bay doesn't figure anything out, I think they can beat Tampa Bay and then who's they New Orleans, I, I'm, I think that defense could tear up uh, Dal- uh, Andy Dalton. So if he's still starting by, I assume he will. Uh, so I actually am going to gross say the Panthers. I'm not proud of Wow, that.
1: there you have it, folks. Clip that. Linda says, Panthers, Super Bowl contenders as we enter the playoff season. <laughs> <laughs> Did we lose her on that one? No,
0: I kicked her out, and the problem is I don't know how to let her back in. So how would you
1: kick her out, dude? Why did you kick her out? <laughs> she didn't, she she the didn't pick the she didn't pick the bucks. Yeah, right, right as I said, and right as I say that, you know, she picks the Panthers to win the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> let her yeah. come back. I don't know how to let you back in. If you're she's there probably there.
1: she's probably already eating chili, dude. We we lost her on this one. <laughs>
0: There she is. She's back.
2: There she is. Oh, She's oh, back. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, all my shit just shut off. I was, yeah. I was leaving.
1: That's so weird. I wonder what happened.
2: I have the,
0: the... I could have banned you from the studio, but I just clicked the kick from studio instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's What a brat. Because
1: he, he didn't pick his bucks to win.
0: But you know what? Sorry, Unfortunately, brother. Unfortunately... You're have you watched wrong. the Bucks play? Yeah, exactly. You're not wrong My because I think this division is going to come down to that Bucks panthers game because I think going into that game, the Bucs are going to be 6-9 because they're going to lose to Cincinnati and Arizona, and the Panthers are going to be 6-9 because they're going to beat Pittsburgh and they're going to lose to Detroit. So we're going to have two teams that are 6-9 going into that game And whoever wins that game is going to have the upper hand because then Bucks beat Atlanta, Panthers beat New Orleans. Doesn't matter. I think the winner of that game is going to win the division. So there's your playoff game right there for the NFC South. Like that will be the game that determines the NFC South. So, I mean, Drew, I agree with you. Nobody does believe in the Panthers, but. Got to give that coach a head, a, you know, a big shout out. I mean, he's he's really giving them something to play for. You know, he's, they, look, they traded away their best player, their franchise player. And they're out here running the ball as if, you know, we didn't need them. You know, we're still going to establish the run. We're going to control the clock. And we're going to win football games. We're going to win hard-nosed football games with our running game and our defense. So, hey, shout out to them. Drew? If that happens, bro, <laughs> it'll be an absolute mess. Imagine they tie that week, and then here comes the Falcons to win the division. Like, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I'll you never know,
1: dude. Coming out of the bye, reinvigorated with Desmond Ritter, yeah. Five, 538, giving them 4% odds. Stop it. Get some help.
0: <laughs> Not going to happen.
1: Just saying, dude. <laughs> Just saying, bro.
0: So... I know normally we go into the Kevin Tompkins injury report here, and Kevin is not with us, but I really Mm. like the video, so I'm going to play it. And yeah, pretty much a lot of people got hurt this week, guys. Russell Wilson got concussed, and... Debo Samuel's got an ankle thing going on, which actually is better than we thought because watching that, it didn't look good for his knee, but then it turned out to be an ankle. But they're saying, Shanahan's saying that it's most likely a high ankle sprain and the ankle's not broken. So, you know, could be back for that playoff run. Uh, Mike White, how about the guts on that guy, right? He's battling through a rib injury, leaving the game, coming back in. So, I mean, shout out to Mike White. I don't know if he's going to be able to play.
2: After it was over in an ambulance, like I'm all for champion champion. I can't say the word, Um, but, you know, like I'm all for like rooting for like go and get it. And like he's got that dog or whatever the fuck. But to keep putting a guy out that is getting hit, repeat like your shitting organs, your spleen gone. Yeah. And they're just they just keep putting them back in. I'd be like, I'm done, bro. We're losing. I'm tired. I'm gonna to have to go in an ambulance. I think there to be a line. That's all I'm saying. I dude, think if I be a line.
1: if I got hit the way he got hit by Matt Milano, there would yeah. be no, there would be no ambulance. Yeah, they would have just dug a hole right there on the ground and just rolled me into it like dude,
0: that. Here lies yes. here,
1: yeah, they would have just left me right there, dude. And they yeah. probably would have just kept playing. They would have been like, <laughs> everyone would have just been like, there was obviously nothing that could have been done. So yeah. let's just, you know. He would have wanted us He would have wanted us to play on, right?
2: <laughs> so you end up on a true crime documentary? <laughs> yeah, except
1: we would know who did it. It was Matt Milano. You know what um, I mean? But you know, based on you know, based on most true crime cases, it would still take him a year to arrest him. But that's neither here nor there, right, Linda? And
0: at least they got him an ambulance. And they didn't put him in an overdue. So, <laughs> good thing he doesn't have to pay for it. He does still have that team covered insurance. Uh, A couple other concussions we had. Kenny Pickett left with a concussion. Um, Tyler Huntley left with a concussion. We don't know what the heck's going on with the Bengals. Tyler Boyd's got a finger. T. Higgins got the hamstring. Whatever they tell us is going to happen, we don't know what's going to happen anyway. Uh, DJ Moore had an injury. I think it was something with the ankle. I don't know if he had testing today. Guys, I was not prepared to do an injury report, so I'm just kind of reading names off for you guys. Uh, Mike (laughs) Boone. Mike Boone, Linda. Mike Boone left uh, on a cart with an ankle injury.
1: Oh, yeah. No. Oh, darn. The Broncos in big <laughs> trouble really now. Affect
0: our production.
1: Big trouble <laughs> <On> now. <offense. laughs>
0: yeah. So, yeah, a lot of guys got hurt this week, and, uh, you know, tease and peace. Hope for the best for them. Um, I don't think that many of those guys have replacements you want to look at. I mean, if Tyler Huntley doesn't go, couldn't even tell you the name of the quarterback that came in the game for them, and recommended you pick them up and start. They them. have
2: almost the same name, bro. They oh, have that's right. Yeah. The same name. Right. That's right.
0: If Russ can't go, I'm not gonna go with your boy ripping, gripping, and ripping. Not gonna happen. So yeah, I don't recommend you running to the waiver wire for any backups for these people. Um, the only one that I might say is keep an eye on those Bengals wide receivers if you believe anything. Cause you know, the little uh Little blondie boy looked pretty good running for a touchdown, right? So, I mean, we might want to use some of those backup wide receivers. Any other waiver wire targets you're looking at, Coop?
1: Well, obviously you're going to add Evan Engram everywhere he's available. You're going to pick up Cole Komet if he was dropped by anyone. I know he's owned in a lot of leagues at this point, but bye weeks, sometimes that happens. The guy's playing 100% of the snaps. And uh, a little move I tweeted out, and I think there's still a minute to do it. If you can do it right now, go see if Hunter Henry's on your waiver wire. See if you can add him. This is a good matchup, not not to start him this week, but if you can drop somebody off your bench, say you had Mike Boone on your bench, you can just drop him to waivers Add Hunter Henry right now. And uh, he could end up being a popular waiver ad because he has a great schedule. He gets the Raiders next week, which are like a bottom seven team. And then he gets uh, in championship week, he gets the Dolphins, which are a bottom five team versus tight end. So keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that. And I am starting him tonight,
2: Coop. So let's hope this is the start of good things. Linda, who are you picking up off the waivers? It's Zay Jones. It's been Zay Jones since like week three, bro. I I, I don't understand how he's still I think today when I looked, it was like 51% of Yahoo leagues. Um like I said, that that Jaguars offense has kind of taken a step forward. He's got like one of the top targets in the NFL. Not just like top target on the Jaguars, but he's like top 10, 12, something like that in target in the NFL right now. I I'm taking that guy. Like, There's Dude. no reason for You don't have to start him, but he's great for depth. Love it. And you I know can't st- believe he's still available. You know what
1: stinks is that in one of my dynasty leagues, I wanted to, back in like 2017 when he was first drafted, I wanted to make my team name, and I heard him Zay. But which you know, he sucked, so you couldn't really make him that. And then now that he's good, Kanye West isn't cool anymore. So now you, now the name isn't cool on the other side, right? It's like you can't win out here.
0: You could be say something, I'm giving up on you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Could do that, could do that.
0: Um, I mean, I only had a a deepish dive that I said last week. I said Isaiah Hodgins, and I'm going to say Isaiah Hodgins again because he's playing all the snaps on the outside for the Giants. And while he might not score a touchdown every week like he has, he also scored on Thanksgiving and he got called back on a hold. So he is getting in the end zone. He's getting those red zone looks. So, I mean, Isaiah Hodgins is a guy that you could put in there as a flex if you need to. Um, Monday Night Football, Cool. I know you it's want time. to run because it's about to kick a kickoff. So what are you looking forward to the most tonight?
1: I'm looking uh I'm looking forward to the Patriots winning by a million. Um uh, and for for fantasy purposes, as a non biased guy, I think that the Patriots run a bend don't break type defense. Jack Jones will be on DeAndre Hopkins. So I think Marquise Hollywood Brown has a big night tonight. Yes. So there nice you go. Hear you
0: say that. i love there to you hear you say that. That's an
1: unbiased analysis. For me, a highly unbiased analysis,
2: <laughs> Linda. What are you looking forward to? Uh, I just like to watch Cliff and Kyler find new fun ways to lose football games. That's it's always entertaining and it happens pretty uh regularly. So, hopefully, that's not
1: And the ensuing temper tantrum,
2: oh, which yeah. is always great. They get along so well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's awesome.
0: Well, I'm down 16 and a half in a league where I need a win to get into the playoffs. This is the league where I started Swift. I'm down 16 and a half. I have Hollywood Brown and I have Hunter Henry and my opponent has Devante Parker. So I need them to outscore Parker by 16 and a half points from the conversations we're having on this show tonight. I'm feeling good about it. So I'm going to stay up throughout this whole boring ass game. And hope that I could pull off a W here, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Coop, I know you want to run. Final thoughts and log off. What's your final thought?
1: Um, Evan Ingram is a super mega star, and Hunter Henry is about Hunter Henry might end up being the tight end one this week when he dropped 200 yards and Let's five go. touchdowns today.
0: Let's go, make it happen, make it happen.
2: Linda, final thoughts. I can't do, I can't do Coop getting two big wins in the week, so. <laughs>
1: So you're gonna root against our boy, Hunter Henry?
2: <laughs> <laughs> John, dude,
1: do not say that name. No, John and Pemba. John and Pemba already said it on our other show on Sunday. If one person says it, it'll be Beetlejuiced into existence. No one more person. And nobody say it. And if we somebody, already have two. No
0: takebacks. Oh, uh, here's a good one for you. Say my name. Say my name. Say my name. name, say say
1: my name. My name.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm rooting my for final- him. My final thoughts, guys, is I did the Toys for Tots shopping today with Salito out here on Long Island for the Fantasy Cares charity. This is the money that's raised through Scott Fishbowl and through the FC Eliminators and all the great charitable efforts that get put forth by Fantasy Cares. Everybody throughout the country, different locations get to do. Shopping for toys for tots. I got to participate in it this year. Check out my Twitter. I posted some pictures up there. Super grateful for being a part of all that—the potathon, Scott Fish Bowl, the Eliminators—and being able to bring some joy to some lives of some kids around the holidays. So super excited about that. Everybody, go out, do good things, bring some joy around these holiday seasons. Thank you for coming here and hanging out with us. Thank you to Bowl for hosting us. Check out the Rasball YouTube page. Check out the Fantasy Besties Twitter page and Razzball.com. Definitely check the audio of this to go back and hear my rap if you missed it. For Kevin, Linda, Coop, and Loop, I'm JB Barry. We're the Fantasy Besties. Have a great week. We'll see you next Monday. Shit, I got to click on that. You know thing.
2: where the button at? <laughs>